may be seated. Open your Bibles with me to Acts chapter number 10 this morning. I've enjoyed each of the songs this morning as we've sung about the blood and Calvary. We've sung about salvation. We've sung about Jesus. I like when our music, our song service goes right along with the message today. In Acts chapter 10, that's who we're going to speak about. I'm entitled the message this morning, For All Men. No better message than the message of the gospel. There is no better message. Acts chapter number 10, verse number 34. We'll begin reading. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. The word I say, ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of these things, which he did in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. To him give all the, the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. When Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many uh, as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How many of you are glad the gift of the Holy Ghost was poured out on the Gentiles? Amen. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God that answered Peter. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Father, would you bless the preaching of your word? Lord, I want to thank you for the spirit that you have allowed here this morning. I want to thank you for the time of singing and worship this morning. Lord, your name has been exalted. Your son has been magnified today. The blood of Jesus Christ we've sung about. We've sung about who he is and our salvation. And Lord, now today we open your word and we'll preach Jesus Christ today as well. Thank you for this church. Thank you for each one that's here today. And again, Spirit of God, we pray that you'd minister to each individual soul and heart here today. And if there's a lost person here today that does not know you as their savior, Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you'd bring conviction upon them. I pray that they would receive the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord. If there's one that is saved, Lord, that's got a hurting heart today, that's discouraged, Lord, that's going through a trial, Lord, or just needs a touch from you, Holy Spirit of God, move, I pray. Meet each need of each person here, and we'll give you the praise for it. And we ask you these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. There's no better message, sinful man, dead in sin. A merciful God, he became man. Jesus Christ, he bore our sins on the cross 
and he paid the debt for our sin. What better message could be preached here on this first Sunday of this new year, our resurrection, he rose again on the third day. And this is what we find in Acts chapter number 10. We come into the, the middle of this chapter and what we find, once again, we find Peter preaching and teaching the glorious gospel message that Jesus Christ came, he died on the cross and he rose again on the third day. We find Peter previously preaching this message to Jews that have gathered together in Jerusalem. And we call that the day of Pentecost when he preached and 3,000 souls were saved. Those were Jewish people. They had come from all over the world to come back on the day of Pentecost to Jerusalem. And at that time, Peter preached and thousands were saved and added to the church. And from that point forward, many more in Jerusalem heard the gospel message and were gloriously saved. But the thought of the Gentiles receiving the gospel was very, very different and very, very out of, out of mind for Peter. Peter was under the impression, and we found this last week, that he thought that the gospel was just for the Jews. And it was through a vision, through a dream that God visited him and said, there's a man by the name of Cornelius that needed to hear the gospel. And Peter had to reckon in his heart, realizing this, that he, re he had to remember when Jesus Christ gave the last command, we call the Great Commission, he said to his disciples, he said to us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He never gave the command to just go into the Jews and preach the gospel just to the Jews. So Peter heard Jesus himself give this command to preach the gospel to every creature throughout the world. It wasn't until Acts chapter 10 where Peter realized, and he says again in verse number 34, then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. That is in, in accordance with the gospel. What he was saying is this, I realize now that it doesn't matter who you are. You could be a Roman, you could be a Jew, you are a Gentile, it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is, it doesn't matter what your nationality is, it doesn't matter what your background is, it doesn't matter what you've done in your past. He is not a respecter of persons. Jesus Christ came to save all mankind. This gospel message is for all men. This is the message of the Bible. Many say this, I don't understand the Bible. Many, many say, I don't, I don't just don't, don't understand what, 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 what the Bible says. Well, the Bible has a lot to do with how we live as Christians. It tells us a lot about God, but the, the main message through, from the beginning of the Bible through the end of the Bible is salvation that is offered by God through Jesus Christ, his son. On this first Sunday of the new year, I'm excited as we begin our, our vision 2020. I'm anticipating great things. I'm praying that God's going to provide so that we can see him glorified in everything we do and everything we give and everything that we are involved in here at Monclova Road Baptist Church. Church, it is for the gospel's sake. It's for no other reason. It's not about building a kingdom for us. It's not about building a name for us. It's about preaching and teaching and proclaiming the gospel message of Jesus Christ. I pray 
that you have received and taken. And I look every day at that, that uh, sheet of paper that we gave out that has just kind of our goals and what we're wanting to do over the next 20 years here at our church. And, and I think about those buildings and I think about that teen center and it's more than just a building that we have so that we can say that we have a teen center. I see in that teen center uh, scores and scores of teenagers from the Anthony Wayne School District and Perrysburg and Springfield and, and all around coming in hearing the gospel message of Jesus Christ preach. It's going to be very different than maybe what they're hearing in society, but I want them to come and hear a truth preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Hear me today, the Bible still says that the fields are white and the harvest. That simply means this, that people are still being saved today. Church, I don't want us to ever think that no longer are people being not being being saved. I don't want you to think that despite of what you see and what you hear and maybe what you may perceive, there are people all around this world that on a daily basis are receiving the glorious message of Jesus Christ. My wife and I, my son and I were out the other day and we gave the gospel to a, a, a fella and gave him all the information and, and wrote it all down and, and invited him to church and, and stood there with him and, and shared the gospel message with him. My wife and I were out to lunch the other day and we were just sitting there and some guy, I, I wasn't feeling well, I was sick, I had a, I had a hoodie on, I had a, 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 a hat on. I mean, I looked like I was ready to probably rob a bank, you know, not to, not to give the gospel to someone, but I was sitting there, just kind of hunkered down, head down, not feeling well, and this guy comes over to our table and he leans in just like this. And my wife looks at him and looks at me he said, you remember me? I said, I remember you. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> he said, I need all that information again. My wife's looking at me like, are you like dealing drugs that I don't know about? What is wrong with you? And I see, he came back with a piece of paper. He said, write all that down again for me. And my wife said, what is going on? I said, I gave him the gospel a few weeks back, Jacob and I, and I don't know how he remembers me looking the way I look, but he remembered me and he wanted to hear it all again. Listen to me, those that don't witness are the ones that say people don't want to hear the gospel. Those that share the gospel will always find someone to give the gospel to. And I wanted to let you know that, that it ought to be our goal to give the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as I see this plan unfold for our church over these next several years, it's, it's not just about buildings. It's about an opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with every generation that's alive here today. I see a children's playground, and I told you several weeks ago, I showed you that bag of coins. Listen, I don't just see a children's playground so somebody's impressed with what they see. I see moms with children coming here and I see you taking the gospel of Jesus Christ and sitting with a mom while they come here on our property and their kids are playing on a playground and I see people from our church taking a Bible and sitting down with a Bible and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with every single person in this community. That's what it's all about. I see a coffee house, not just to get coffee, but I see it as a place to gather so someone can come with the message of Jesus Christ so someone can understand there's a church and there's Christians and there's believers that live in this community that care where people that live in this community are gonna spend eternity. 
I see a home of rest, not just as a place where people can vacation for a week, but a place where people can say, who does this? And the answer can be those that know Jesus Christ. Those are the ones that show love to people that have great needs. I see churches being planted all over and churches being revitalized all over the greater Toledo area, not so that we can build kingdoms, but that we can go into neighborhoods that need to be revitalized. We can go in with hope and we can go in with the answer and we can go in with the solution and the hope and the answer and the solution is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the gospel that changes lives. If you don't believe that, and I want you to think of your own story, where would you be today if it wasn't for the gospel of Jesus Christ? Where would your family be today if it wasn't for the gospel of Jesus Christ? All for the gospel's sake. That's where Peter's at here. It's all for the gospel's sake. So that the gospel can go to all people in all generations. I want you to see again with me in verse number 34. The Bible says this, of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. In verse number 43, of the same chapter, the Bible says this, to him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. Would you please write this down this morning? Number one, the gospel is for all men. The gospel is for all men. If you believe the gospel is for all men, would you say amen this morning? If you believe the gospel is for you and anyone else that's alive here today, would you say amen to that? Then I wanna ask our church, if we believe it, would we then act upon it this new year. The gospel is for all men. I think about that just in this passage of scripture, we find a man by the name of Peter. And Peter was a fisherman. Peter was, was one that didn't get up every morning and put a suit and tie on and go to an office. Peter was one that got up every morning and just put maybe some old clothes on because he was going to go out on a, a fishing boat. And, and it wasn't a, a glamorous job. It wasn't a job that, that many might look up to. It was a job that was difficult. It was a job that was hard. It was a job that probably was smelly at times. But Peter received the gospel of Jesus Christ and was gloriously saved. The gospel was for the working man. I want you to also see in this same passage of Scripture, there's a man by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius wasn't a Jew. Cornelius was a Roman. He was of the Italian band, the Bible says. He was there in an occupying a foreign land. He had great power. He had great prestige. He had people working for him. All he had to do was say what he wanted done, and it would be done for him. All he had to do was say what he needed, and whatever his need was, was going to be fulfilled. And Cornelius, a Roman leader with great wealth, not a fisherman, not a Jew, but Cornelius, he too received the gospel of Jesus. Jesus Christ and was gloriously saved. I think also we find in this passage of scripture a man by the name of Paul in Acts chapter number nine. He was a religious man. He was a religious leader. He wasn't necessarily of the stripe of Peter. He wasn't of the stripe of Cornelius. This was a religious man, a man that sought every day to do right. And he was a little confused on some of what he was thinking, but his intent was to do right. His intent was to be religious. His intent was to do good things and please God. But I want you to know 
know this, that even Paul, a religious leader, was gloriously saved because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Look with me in verse number 24 of this chapter. And on the morrow after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them and had called together his kinsmen and near friends, they too heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. So family and friends and fishermen and Roman soldiers and Roman leaders and religious leaders, it didn't matter who they were. It didn't matter what their background was. It didn't matter what their nationality was. The gospel of Jesus Christ saved every one of them. What a wonderful thing that is. You see, Peter struggled with this. And Peter thought, well, it's only for people like me. It's only for people that are from my heritage. It's only for the Jew, the the clean. It's not for the unclean. Peter struggled with this, and the Lord told Peter that go preach the gospel to every creature and to all the world. And Peter thought it was for just Jews only. God had had to come to Peter and change his way of thinking here in chapter number 10. Well, listen to me, I think today that maybe, maybe we don't sim- simply think that it's just for uh, Americans or it's just for Jews. We, we, in our hearts, believe that it's for all men. But I want to ask you, do you behave and do you act like the gospel is for all men? Listen to me, the gospel is for the worst of sinners. The gospel is for that coworker at, at work that you say, boy, I don't think they could ever hear the gospel. The, the gospel is for the one that cusses and swears and, and, and has the foulest of mouth. The gospel can still save that person and change their life. The gospel of Jesus Christ can change a person on death row. I'm thankful for those that every single week go into the jails here in Toledo and go into those that are incarcerated and give the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen to me, it still saves, it's still real, it's still the gospel of Jesus Christ that changes lives. I don't care what you've done today, it doesn't matter what your past has been, it doesn't matter what you've ever thought, it doesn't matter what you've ever been a part of, the gospel of Jesus Christ is for you. The gospel of Jesus Christ can save you and will save you, and the gospel of Jesus Christ will change you. I'm asking our church this year to keep the gospel of Jesus Christ the main thing. Listen, we presented several weeks ago, presented Vision 2020, But church, I don't want us to get hung up on buildings. I don't want us to get hung up on programs. Someone said to me, so how are we we gonna raise all the money? And I I, I simply said, "I, I hope the Holy Spirit of God puts it on people's heart. I wanna preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want you to understand that as we move forward, yes, our church has to have vision. Yes, we have to have goals. Yes, we have to look towards something. But church, let's never forget that the main thing and why we do what we do is because of the gospel message. I'm asking your church that you ask God to give you a renewed passion to give the gospel message out. I'm asking you that you with great boldness preach and teach the gospel and live out the gospel in your life. I'm asking our church this morning on this first Sunday of this new year, I'm asking our church to take the gospel to your neighbors, to your coworkers, to your family, and to your friends. And you might say this morning, I've done that before and been rejected. I want to ask you to ask the Holy Spirit of God to renew that passion, to give you boldness again, to take the gospel message. Maybe they've rejected it before. Maybe they've not heard it before. Maybe you've been too afraid to give it before. I'm asking our church today, this first Sunday of this new year, would you you with boldness, again, ask the Lord, give me passion once again to share the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Start somewhere, church. 
Each Sunday, these track racks are filled. Take a track. You say, what is a track? A track is just a piece of paper that's got the gospel message on it. You don't have to have a track, but you know what? Start someplace. Maybe you'd say this, I'll give out 10 gospel tracks a week. I'm sure that you find, you can come to a place where you can find 10 people every week that you can give the gospel message to. Oh, there's been great preachers and great evangelists of yesteryear. There's been great men that would say, Lord, I want to share the gospel, personally share the gospel one-on-one with someone every single day. Wouldn't that be a wonderful goal if a church like ours had the, had the passion and the goal and the vision that we as individuals, corporately as a church, that are going to go out into our community and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world. Write a note. Give a note to your neighbors. Put it on their door. Tell them what Jesus Christ has done for you. Tell your family, tell your friends. You say, but they've rejected it before. Keep sharing the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Church, don't get discouraged. Don't get down. Don't get defeated. You've got the good news of the gospel. Live it out and share it with everyone around. I want to encourage you, take and have a cup of coffee with someone. You say, I can't share the uh, gospel at work. It'll cause me to be in too much trouble. Then why don't you ask a coworker to meet you for a cup of coffee before work or after work and just tell them what Jesus Christ has done for you. Tell them how Christ saved you. Tell them the glorious message of Jesus Christ. Tell them that you were a sinner lost in sin and Jesus Christ found you and saved you and changed you. Just tell someone what Jesus Christ has done for you. God is wanting the world to know his gospel message. And he's entrusted us with that message. I want you to think about that this morning. The message of Jesus Christ, the message of man, remission of sin, the message of God loving mankind, the message that mankind does not have to spend eternity separated from God in hell, but mankind can be redeemed of their sin, reconciled back to their creator, and for all of eternity share in the presence of God. Why would we not want to share that message? And God has taken that message and entrusted it with you. Oh, this year, would you be committed to share that message? Start somewhere. I thought about this passage of Scripture, chapter 10. God wanted Cornelius to hear the message of salvation through Jesus Christ. And he called Peter to do it. Church, I believe this. There's people that God wants to hear the message of Jesus Christ. And would you be sensitive enough to the spirit of God in your life that if he needed someone to go, you'd hear the call? Maybe it's someone that works at a gas station or somebody that works at a restaurant or it's a coworker, it's your neighbor. I get excited when houses go for sale in our neighborhood. You know why? It's somebody new we get to share the gospel with when they move in. You ought to get excited when new people get hired on your job. Why? Because it's someone new you get to share the gospel with. 
Look for opportunities. God is constantly working. God is wanting mankind to hear the gospel. Will you be ready? Could you hear? Will God call you to share the gospel message? The gospel is for all men. Write this down. Number two, the gospel is God's plan. Verse number 38, look with me in this passage of scripture. Verse number 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who anointed him? God did. In healing all those that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem whom they slew and hanged on the tree. Him, God raised up this third day, showed him openly and not to all people but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us and did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and testify that it is, is he which was ordained by who? Of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. I want you to see five times in these few verses I just read, God is mentioned. Look at me in verse number uh, 38, how God anointed. Look at me in verse number 40, him God raised up the third day. Look with me in verse number 41, witnesses chosen before of God. Look with me in verse number 43, which was ordained of God. Hear me, this plan of salvation is God's plan. This isn't another way. This isn't another religion. This isn't something that was being added to something. This is God's plan. And God's plan for the church is to be a voice. God's plan for the church is to be an instrument to publish the gospel story. I was invited to India next month, the end of next month, and invited to share, to go and teach those that are in college, Bible college being trained for the ministry there in India and, and to meet with pastors and train pastors and develop, help develop pastors and, and uh, asked me if I'd go there and spend a few days there in India. And in India, there's 300 million gods. 300 million. And they have no problem adding Jesus as one of their gods. But hear me today, God didn't just make another way. He made the way. It's not just another religion. It is the way. They'll add Jesus. Jesus isn't something that we add. He takes the place of all. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by Jesus Christ. That is the way. Don't listen to me, 300 million gods, all those in India is one of the fastest growing nations in this world. Billions of people live on that continent of, of Asia. From China and India and all of those nations there on, on that continent, billions of people live and they need to hear that Jesus Christ is the way. They need to hear that Jesus Christ is the only way. But church, there's people that live in Monclova. There's people that live in Maumee. There's people that live in White House. There's people that live in Toledo. And they too need to hear that Jesus Christ is the only way. 
Can I close with this, the benefits of the gospel? Look with me in verse number 43. To him give all prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. What's the benefit of the gospel? This isn't a prosperity gospel where if you do this, God is going to make you rich. No, if you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, if we receive that free gift of salvation, you know what you get? The best thing you could ever have, remission of sin. Your sins are forgiven. I won't ask you what you've done, but I'll ask you this morning, how many of you ever sinned in your life? How many of you need to put two hands up on that one? Amen. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the gospel message says, yes, you've sinned, but the precious blood that Jesus Christ shed on that cross, on that tree, that blood was, was sufficient payment for your sin. And if you receive that gospel message, the good news of Jesus Christ, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, your sins will be forgiven. I want you to see also in verse number 44, look with me, the Bible says this, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. You know, we not only have our sins forgiven, the Holy Spirit of God indwells us. The Spirit of God lives inside of you. If you've trusted Christ as your Savior, the Spirit of God lives inside of you. Not only have your sins been forgiven, the power of God lives inside of you. You don't have to live this Christian life on your own. And, and, and it shows us right here the power that comes. Peter, who used to think one thing, his mind was changed, his heart was changed because of the Holy Spirit of God that lived inside of him. He thought the gospel message was for the Jews only, but the Lord changed his heart and changed his mind. Hear me, the greatest thing that we have while still living on this earth is the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us, dwelling inside of us, convicting us and challenging us and comforting us and in, 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 uh, showing us the path that we ought to live as Christians, as a child of God. Hear me today. One of the benefits of the gospel is the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you. <coughs> in verse number 47 of this same chapter, the Bible says this, can any man forbid water that these should be, not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? The Bible says this, and as many as received him to them, gave you power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. You know what you get as a benefit of the gospel? You're part of the family of God. Remission of sins, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you and you become a part of the family of God. I'm a new creature in Christ. Today, Church, I want to challenge us. This, new, this very first Sunday of this new year, as we're making goals and putting plans in place, as we're committing to live and do things, and would you make sure the gospel message is a priority in your life? You say, well, I'm already saved. I've already trusted Christ as my Savior then would you commit to give the gospel message to a lost and dying world? There's Corneliuses out there. They're not like you. They don't think like you. They don't act like you. They don't look like you. They're not from where you're from. But God loves them. And God wants to save them. 
And will you be a vessel that God can use to share the glorious news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Father,